In this bulletin, federal ministers travel to the UK and France for defense talks this week. Former US President Donald Trump hits the campaign trail once again. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic makes history winning his 10th Australian Open final. Good morning from the SBS newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghadid. Australia's Foreign Minister Penny Wong and Defence Minister Richard Marles are heading to France for talks with the Armed Forces Minister Sebastien Lecornu. The pair are meeting with their counterparts to discuss tensions in the Indo-Pacific, security and defence. Relations between Australia and France have eased after the previous federal government's move to scrap a submarine deal as part of the AUKUS security pact. Later this week, there will be meetings with the United Kingdom's Foreign Ministry and Defence on Wednesday and Thursday. Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is to unveil the new national cultural policy on Monday, the first of its kind in a decade. The plan involved 1,200 submissions, some from writers who discussed the future of the arts. The government says the plan is built around the pillars of recognizing and respecting First Nations stories, reflecting diversity, supporting artists, providing support across institutions, and ensuring Australian stories reach audiences locally and overseas. In order to expand access to Australian content, the plan is expected to include Australian quotas for multinational streaming services. The CEO of Screen Producers Australia, Matt Diener, says this is an important shift for the media sector. All of this is very, very interesting and critical and transformative and so, so big in terms of once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation shift of of strategy about our cultural industries um, and certainly our screen industries. For us, this is about securing the the long-term ability of our nation to tell screen stories because... Increasingly, um, people are watching uh, services on streaming platforms. There's no regulation of those platforms. Former United States President Donald Trump has returned to the campaign trail for the first time since declaring his bid to reclaim the White House next year. He's boasted that he could negotiate a peace deal with Russia within 24 hours in relation to the war in Ukraine during the first of his appearances, as he hopes to become president again. Mr. Trump visited two early voting states, playing down criticism that he is off to a slow start, instead taking a swipe at U.S. President Joe Biden. Through weakness and incompetence, Joe Biden has brought us to the brink of World War III. We're at the brink of World War III, just in case anybody doesn't know it. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Egypt at the start of a three-day visit to the Middle East. Mr. Blinken addressed a meeting of Egypt's youth, noting that the majority of the country's population is under 25. 60% of the population in Egypt, of course, is uh, 25 years old or younger. Uh, So this is an incredibly dynamic and youthful place. It's important for us not just to engage government to government, as important as that is, but to engage with every segment of society. And again, especially the rising generation of Egyptians, because Quite literally, you will be the ones making uh, this country, uh, and you will be the ones who are going to carry forward the relationship uh, with the United States. Later today, he heads to Jerusalem to meet Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He says he will repeat calls for calm amid rising tensions and emphasize Washington's support for a two-state solution. British Housing Minister Michael Gove says the government is partially to blame for the deadly Grenfell building fire due to inadequate building regulations. 
The 23-story social housing tower in West London experienced an electrical fault and 72 people died in the blaze in June of 2017. Mr. Gubb says building regulations were deficient and developers were able to exploit them unsafely. I think that if you look at what happened at Grenfell, there were lots of factors, but yes, government collectively has to take some responsibility. I think there's a difference between presiding over a system that's negligent and actively exploiting it, but it is undeniably the case that the system of building regulation was not right. More than 40 people have been killed after a bus crashed in southern Pakistan. Officials are reporting there were 48 people on board the bus which was traveling from Quetta to Karachi. The vehicle crashed into a bridge, fell into a ravine and caught fire. Saad Eddy explains how his social welfare foundation is helping in the aftermath. Now the rescue operation has completed. The total number of dead bodies are 40, and four injured were taken to the nearest hospital. These bodies were taken to the civil hospital, Karachi. They will collect samples, and we will move them into the Edhi mortuary for DNA. And in a separate incident, a boat capsized in northwest Pakistan, killing at least 10 children. To sport... Novak Djokovic has won his 22nd Grand Slam singles title and 10th Australian Open against Stefanos Tsitsipas in Melbourne. He beat his Greek opponent in three sets, 6-3, 7-6, 7-6, in front of a packed Rod Laver Arena crowd, but Djokovic's father was not in attendance. Djokovic's 22nd Grand Slam victory equals fellow champion Rafael Nadal. Finalist Tsitsipas paid tribute to Djokovic after the match. He's one of the greatest in our sport and I think... He's, he's the greatest that has ever held a tennis record for sure. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib.